Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Who the hell am I? I'm a construction worker. After the bathroom, I said be right back. I'm a cop, you idiot! Pasta. Oh, I'm Detective John Kimball. Who is your daddy? Answer the question. And what does he do? Put that cookie down now. Well, I'm Tom Ryman. I'm David Bell. Yeah. Welcome to Welcome to Into the Mister Universe. Into the Mister Universe. Oh, we're inside of him. This is uh, a podcast about Arnold Schwarzenegger and the films of Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it is uh, brought to you by our very special Patreon producer, Norm from Cheers. Mm. Uh, thank you so much, Norm. Yeah. Uh, specifically for what's about to happen here today. Because Norm, we uh, he, he didn't... Uh, they didn't give us, like, much of a um, outline for, like, what films to cover. Mm-hmm. And then... They were like, I don't know, Stay Hungry? <laughs> uh, and so we watched Stay Hungry, the 1976 film. Uh, oh, man. Boy, did we. We really we really did. And I, I feel like a lot of people might not have seen this film. I hadn't even heard of it. I'd heard of it. I was, okay. I've been aware of this film because it's a, it's a very early role of Schwarzenegger. I think it's the first theatrical film that he's credited as schwarzenegger i'm not positive he, he, yeah um it introduces him in the credits even though that's technically not true because he did Her- hercules in new york already and he's right? also in yeah he's also in the long goodbye as like an uncredited thug right this is uh yeah definitely his first role as schwarzenegger where he plays a significant uh, character. Mm-hmm. He is not the main character. The main character is Jeff Bridges. It sure as hell is. Yep. And and it goes Jeff Bridges, then Sally Field, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's quite uh, the cast. <laughs> and we'll we'll definitely talk about that. Yeah. I think there's anybody who's seen this film right now is like covering their mouth with their hands. Yeah. Because my this, My God, this we, is the kind of movie you put on, and you just you're shouting the entire time, and then when it's over, you want to continue shouting. Yes, this movie does not let up. We, this all right, movie so is incredible. Our first of this podcast was Hercules in New York, and I thought, well, it's not going to get any more bad shit than that. Uh, and I was wrong. You were, yeah, we both were wrong. I would have guessed that too. Yeah, I would have guessed this is, hearing hearing fucking car horns honk on Mount Olympus. A chariot chase through Times Square. Him fighting a, a bear that's clearly a man in a bear costume. I was like, "This is this is the peak." Yep, untrue of ludicrosity uh, for Arnold Schwarzenegger. And that boy, were we both uh, uh, mistaken? And I've never been so happy to be wrong. Me too. This movie's a fever dream. This, I, I, I I cannot believe this movie exists. I can't. I texted you ten minutes in. And I was like, "I'm having trouble with notes because there was so much." Yeah. happening it's so dense mm-hmm. uh and it just bombards you uh would you believe that this movie uh when you look it up is classified as a sports comedy <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure yeah i mean that's that's one thing that happens in it that yeah there's sports in it and uh-huh. it makes you funny maybe not ha ha funny uh you know it's like i i don't know what kind of funny it's like Getting stabbed by a clown funny? This movie is based on a book, which fascinates me to no end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And the screenplay <laughs> was co-written by the author of the book. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, I don't I, know. I, I guess... I'm trying to picture all of this like on the page. Yeah. If you're just like flipping through a novel at the beach or whatever, and this shit is unfolding in front of your eyes. Yeah, well, I was thinking about the fact that, like, in the 70s, right, movies, you didn't really get trailers nowhere near as much 
as you do now. And it's why movies like, you know, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre really stands out because people walk into that movie and they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, and I realize that every movie in the 70s is like rolling the dice in that regard. Like you go into the theater, you see Jeff Bridges, he's hanging out with buddies and it's like, I don't know if they're going to be chopped up. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what any of this is. Especially since the film is called Stay Hungry, which is meaningless. Meaningless title. Not really. Like, it is a saying that I've heard. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, like, that could, it still could it, mean. It's, it's, it's basically like, it's it's the, uh, yeah, it's like, you know, stay hustling, keep hustling. Like. Yeah, I just mean, like, yes, yes. But it's still a broad title. And you look at the Right, poster. it could be applied to literally anything, which this movie does. Yeah. The poster, which I don't know if this is a new version of the poster or not looks like a like a um like a shield you know like a family crest oh yeah it sure and it does. says stay hungry and it has jeff bridges jeff bridges kissing sally field the character with the tanning sunglasses on newton yeah that's right Ro- roger e mosley and, <laughs> and arnold schwarzenegger in a batman costume and a bastard yeah in a fucking luchador costume yeah it is hmm <laughs> I looked up the IMDb parents guide for this. Oh god. Uh, before before watching it, I just wanted to know. And the list is sex and nudity, moderate. Profanity, moderate. Alcohol and drugs, mild. Frightening scenes, mild. Violence and gore, severe. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means. What violence that is, and gore? I know. Uh they didn't represent it correctly. I would say frightening scenes. Go ahead and dial that one up. Yeah, crank that one all the way up. Yeah. Um, do we want? We should probably explain what the plot of this film is. I guess. Uh, Jeff Bridges plays a uh, business school. There's he's a, like a business school. There's an incredible scene early on. Jeff Bridges plays a young guy whose parents died very suddenly and they've left him everything, and he's kind right. of he's at he's he's at that stage of his life where he's just fucking around like he doesn't know what he wants to do so he kind of gets handed all this shit uh and uh he works at like an investment firm and he's basically told to go buy this gym out from under its owners because i don't know they want to turn it into a spa or something yeah they're trying to buy up all the area the like all the stores i think it's in the middle of the recession uh yeah um business schools that that's what i want to talk about in the opening scene it's it's we're introduced to him in the scene where it's him and his 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 partners at the investment firm and it is literally a room full of ghouls yeah and then jeff Jeff bridges yes because i could talk about that scene forever (laughs) um the first line of this movie made me laugh because it was my dear craig yeah but it's 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 a narration read by this like this Kentucky Southern gentleman, it's, like my yeah. dear Craig, uh, it's I like, hope this letter is finding you well. <laughs> exactly. We have no context for anything at this point. No. By the way, when this narration kicks in, it's like holy shit. Yeah. It. They. They. The title is the first thing you see in like big bold letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just says "Stay hungry," and you're like ah. And then it cuts to the woods, and it looks like it's going to be like a, a, a SNL deep thought sketch. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and it's just like someone riding through the woods on a horse. And then, yeah, my dear Craig starts up. Um, Then we get to these motherfuckers driving in a car, like, screeching at each other about, like, like, like just being the worst people, right? Mm -hmm. Like, all their sayings and stuff. I, I, I remember the line, Craig is slicker than snot on a doorknob. A lot of those types of lines. Yeah, yeah, like, later on. Um, the ghouliest ghoul of them all ref- refers to uh, the fact that uh, Jeff Bridges and Sally Field are dating. He calls it what does he call it? Split in the blanket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pre- lot of pretty great. A lot of pretty great. <laughs> yeah, a lot of like l- really greasy, and I mean greasy, like literally greased up dudes, like greasy dudes. The kind there's, of dudes who unironically a- say like muff diving. Oh you know? yeah, there's yeah for sure. I I, did, I wasn't certain if you were talking about like that kind of greasy or like the oiled up beefcakes that gallop, no. that gallop through the street at the end yeah. of the film. I mean, greasy is the overall, the idea of a greasy dude, which is like a sketchy guy. Yeah. But uh, they're also just literally like oily. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, and they're in this business ghoul meeting, just being the worst. It's <laughs> it's one of the fucking funniest scenes. It's, it's it's a room full of dudes that you just don't see in movies anymore. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And, like actual ghouls. Like guy. yeah. Like they don't look good. No. They don't look, they, they, they don't look camera ready. They all look unhealthy. They all have like, yes. terrible skin. Yeah. Like, they. It's and then and then there's Jeff Bridges, <laughs> and then it's there's like, okay, beautiful Jeff. Right, Bridges. it's like okay, it's it's one per, there's it's a room full of goblins and then one dude who is clearly a movie star. Right. Well, we learned a secret: you got to eat a carrot like a cigar every day. Yeah, sure. That was some that was some boomer health uh, advice. Not even that's like that's like great grandma health. I was about to say that's like Revolutionary War health advice. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a thing that's not actually helpful to you. It's like, no, no, no you gotta no. eat 10 cats a day to get your jaws good and strong. Like, what the yeah. fuck does my jaw need to be strong for? Absolutely. Am I a beast mind. of burden? Am I going to be pulling a, a fucking yoke? Yeah. So they go to this spa, which they call it a spa. It reminded me of the movie Death Spa, which is that in the 70s, a spa also meant gym. It it's, seems it's still, like it's, it's, it still does. Yeah, that's weird. I don't agree with that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a, a spa. It's like a gym it's with a, a... It's a health club. It's a fitness club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got t- tanning beds and uh, that. Well, we'll certainly get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, he meets Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, who is... What's his fucking name? Joe? Joe Santo. Joe Santo. Perfect. Sure. Is the, cl- the, the owner of the gym, Thor... Uh, and uh, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger uh, playing play the scrappy young sidekick to Arnold. It's the funniest yeah. role. It, it, it's so fucking weird seeing Robert Unglund yeah. playing like a 24-year-old, like, like hot-tempered, right. but chummy dude that just is like the, the, the likable sidekick. I'm like, that's fucking Freddy Krueger. Yeah, they're both hanging, on on, <laughs> they're hanging out on set, and they're like, you know what I could do in a few years? Be a, like a horror villain, yeah, like an unstoppable killer. And Arnold's like, yeah, that does sound fun. Maybe yeah, I'll try that. Maybe I'll do that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. It's, it's yeah, so it's, weird that they're just like hanging out in this gym, and, and it's like, yeah, in about six years, you and I are going to be like two of the most famous villains yeah. in history. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, because um, yeah, and like it reminds you that the, um, he's not like he's not formidable unless he's Freddy Krueger. Uh, at this age, like he just looks like a scrappy little guy in this movie. I see fuck some people up in this movie, but yeah, he does. But well, not before he gets nailed in the balls with a pool cue. Uh, so uh, uh, Jeff Bridges shows up. He calls himself Buck Blake. Mm-hmm. He's infiltrating the gym to to offer to buy it. But over time, he grows to love them all. Yes. Uh he also uh, gets into a complicated relationship with Sally Field. I don't understand this dynamic. Neither, <laughs> neither do I. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about that because there's, a, a, I think, a love triangle. I guess. Between like, Sally Field, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Jeff Bridges? They go out on a date and Jeff Bridges brings his girlfriend, quasi-girlfriend, you know, woman he's screwing around with sometimes, um, and they basically just swap dates. Yeah, and there's then a lot Jeff of Bridges is with Sally Field for the rest of the movie. It's very strange. There's a but then Sally Field sees Arnold once and like kisses him. There's a lot of swinging, a lot of yeah, swinging in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, and they just they don't ever say anything about it. Really, they don't they don't call that much attention to it. So I yeah I was no. like, I just assumed at one point I was like well maybe it's just. Maybe They're it's just, just the swinging seventies, baby. I don't know. Yeah, everybody's pretty loosey goosey in this, um, and that's you know that's good for them, I guess. There's one conversation that could have gone way worse, where the woman asks Arnold, like, "I heard weightlifters were like," and he's like, "Oh, homosexuals," and she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, and he says something like, "Well, I can't speak of other he's, people." He says, but "I can I'm o- He's like, "Yeah," he says, "I can only speak for myself." Yeah, and it's like, well, that went better than I thought. Yeah. Like, you know, watching a movie in the 70s, it's like a, a series of, like, you know, you're clenching up whenever certain things happen. You're like, yeah. oh, please don't. Please don't. 
please don't cover that. Well, it comes out of nowhere too. They're just it they're, does. they're at like a barbecue or whatever at the lake, and this lady is like, "So I've heard this thing about how most." I've heard something about like most bodybuilders, and they're like, it's clear she's beating around the bush about something, and I have no idea what she was going to say. I was like, yeah, I, same I, here. I thought she was going to ask him if he was using steroids. Yes, that makes more sense. And then Arnold's like, do you mean am I homosexual? And she's yeah. like, yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. And he's like, no, no. I mean, yeah, and, that's and then it. that's it. And then we move that's, on. <laughs> and then we move on. It never comes back up. Nope. So, there, so yeah, Jeff Bridges is in Sally Field. They're wearing old-timey clothes in his mansion. Uh, he steals a painting in a scene th- set to Christmas music. Yeah, Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies plays at one point. Yeah. It felt like it was two different Christmas musics that they blended together. I'm sure there was, yeah. there's The Sugar Plum Fairies was definitely in there at one point. Yeah. And then he's got this love triangle with Arnold, and, and then nothing ever happens. They're just cool with it. Yeah, everybody's just real cool. So, yeah, Jeff Bridges gets in with this crowd uh there's a party scene he starts like running into his old uh greasy buddies uh there's a party scene where arnold shows up dressed like a matador and then like and they criticize sally field's dress like arnold is the one that's dressed fine yeah (laughs) Yeah. they're like your dress is a little wild and she's wearing like just like a red dress and Arnold's over there dressed like a fucking lion tamer, uh, and then and then it what shit I'm trying to remember because this movie's kind of a fever dream. Uh, uh, Jeff Bridges like throws a drink in the guy's face, and he's like, "I'm not doing this." And oh yeah, they also like show up to fuck up uh, Thor's gym. Uh, like his greasy buddies are like putting the pressure on for him to sell. Uh, and then we learn that Thor Thor takes a turn that we're going to go into in more detail but they offer like he's going to use the prize money for the bodybuilding contest Mm -hmm. to do what now i'm not sure okay (laughs) is this movie also a fever dream for you i think they 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 bribe thor with ladies and they say like they basically yeah they want him to sell yeah and i don't know like what I don't know how the prize money got involved. It's not super clear. Like he's just he's clutching it in a shoebox. Then he tells yeah. uh, he tells TC from Miami Vice to guard it or not Miami Vice uh, Magnum PI. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he spends all night screwing around with these two women uh, and, and do an anal nitrate. Do an anal nitrate and then loses his entire fucking mind. Yeah, and that's the main source of like much like a slasher film again most of this film is just like hippies hanging out and it was like man i don't know what's gonna happen like this is this gonna be the whole film uh and then it kind of is like a slasher film and then one character does a bunch of amyl nitrate and attacks a bunch of people uh and uh and throws weights at jeff bridges uh assaults sally field uh, in, in a series of very upsetting sequences, mm-hmm. uh, a lot, a lot of stuff, a, a lot of very upsetting things happen that I guess we can get into. Uh, there's like an S and M tanning scene. Um, what say? What was going on there? Um, he so it was Newton. Newton yeah. has to guard the money. He's hanging mm-hmm. out with his boss who's out of control. Yeah. He gets these two ladies that are there. They're sex workers. It seems. Yes. Like they're like, well, they want us to treat him right, um, and and the Thor who is fucked up out of his mind is like, let's have a fucking foursome. Like he's like really into it. He starts getting pretty racist, um, and then uh, 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 Newton like takes one of them into the room because he's supposed to have sex with her, and instead ties her up and gives her a tan. And I think. I think we're po- supposed to think that this lady is um, bad, like she's a villain that he's this, heroically tying up. I'm not sure. What we, I think this scene was supposed to be comedic. This then is it, it, then it cuts to like Thor outside. He's like he's like pushing the other lady with a with a pole while she's hanging with the gravity boots. Back yeah, and, and they're it's, like doing bodybuilding sex. It's such a weird fucking sequence. It's this movie is really. Man, uh, yeah, it's 
I think that's the idea. It's really hard to tell what's going on. Um, and he keeps like, he's like pretending he's having sex with her in the next room to not disappoint Thor. And then he takes the prize money because I think he knows that his boss, I think the idea is that he's like, my boss is out of his fucking mind. These women are here to sweeten this deal that is a dirty deal. And mm-hmm. therefore, they are villains. Yes. Uh, and so I'm going to tie her up and not and say I'm having sex with her when I'm really just helping. Like a, in a comedic twist, I'm going to give her a tan. And and but he like he gags her and ties her up. And it's like, yeah, not cool. Uh, not really not cool, man. But where I think the movie wants us to think like it's like a. It's like when the it's like a comedic scene where like the babysitter's tied up. You know what I mean? Where it's like I guess like this they, I think that's what they want, but it's really hard to know what the movie wants us to feel. Right, because this movie randomly uh changes tone with an abruptness that causes whiplash at least six different yes. times. Yeah, did we mention this movie is bad? Like it's a bad. It's like technically speaking, it's a bad movie, right? Sure. I. (laughs) Your answer is perfect because I. I'm also coming out of it like I'm not sure. I don't know. I. I can't. It's hard for me to uh, form an opinion about this film. It just fucking washed over me like a like a wave. (laughs) Yeah, it's a. It's a lot. Yeah, a whole lot happens in this movie really dense film we haven't talked about like the hoedown we haven't talked about the water skiing to banjo music we haven't talked about arnold no well we we will in our next section that's true (laughs) yeah no there's a few like country theme moments where like again it's it feels it's almost like tommy wiseau-esque where like he meets sally field for the first time and she's like you want to go water skiing and he's like sure and then like cut to like banjo just jamming on banjo Mm -hmm. jeff bridges water skiing for like a minute and then cut and they're like yeah that was fun and then the scene they just keep going with the movie yeah like that didn't just happen and then i know arnold plays the fiddle at one point in like a couple of deliverance style like moonshine drinking party yeah um he takes him to uh, a hoop nanny he, yeah, he takes him to a hoot nanny. Yeah, he, he plays a mean fiddle, and uh, Jeff Bridges gets him to play his mean fiddle for his high society friends because they're going to sponsor right. the uh, Mister Universe tournament, I think. And they just kind of laugh at him. Right, they treat him like a trained monkey. Treat him like a fucking jerk. And that's <laughs> so. that is the point. The point of the film is a series of bits to show that Jeff Bridges and Arnold Schwarzenegger have a friendship, and that is a wild concept in its like on like in a vacuum. That alone. Mm-hmm. It's just Jeff Bridges hanging out with Schwarzenegger, having a good time. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. But then the the, the bits are so disjointed at times, mm-hmm. and then things go horribly wrong. Yes. About as, uh, about, about as wrong as they could possibly go in a way that cannot possibly be predicted. Yes. Yeah, there was no way I thought any of this was going to happen. Uh, that a man would be uh, ripping off his toupee and hurling uh, weights at Jeff Bridges, trying to murder him. Trying to kill him as hard as he can. Yeah. What hap- uh, I, I forget what happens to Thor. Does he just explode into a mist? They Apparently, this happens off screen, which is a shame. Um, apparently, yeah. in the midst of their fight, they tackle each other through the, the glass storefront of the gym. Oh, okay. And then we, we just overhear that like Thor had to be taken away, but not before he agreed to sign. He agreed to sell. Um, yes. He he basically agreed to sell uh, Jeff Bridges the gym. Yeah, this ends with Jeff Bridges taking over the gym, finding his way, selling his family home mm-hmm. to his butler, who we will talk about. Uh, well, and, he doesn't uh, sell the house to Scatman Crothers. He just. At least I don't think so. No, yeah, no, he oh, doesn't. Oh, I, I think he does. I think he sells. No, there's a line. Oh, he there's, a, there, yeah, there's a line in that last letter that Jeff Bridges is narrating, and he says, uh, "I offered William to stay on with the new owners, but he he is he wants to be done with that. He right. To, like, also, that. also Scatman Crothers. Yeah, it's Scatman uh, Crothers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. And we haven't even talked about so the Mister Universe thing is happening. Arnold goes up. While Sally Field is being assaulted, um, they uh, they then learn that their prize money is in peril. So what do they do, Tom? 
they do a, a running of the beefcakes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's almost exactly what I wrote. <laughs> much like the running of the bulls. It's uh, a bunch of beefcakes uh, spill out of the Mr. Universe competition and just gallop through downtown Birmingham, I think. I think uh-huh. they're in Alabama. <laughs> and let me ask you, Tom. Do they get to the bad guy, or does something else happen? They after don't get that? to the bad guy. They get uh, they get held up by uh, just throngs of joyfully dazzled onlookers. So they put on an impromptu bodybuilding show for the people of Birmingham. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. They put on a bodybuilding parade set to banjo music. Yep. Um. How do you How do you suppose they got on that bus? I don't know, man. <laughs> they use their beefcake powers. It really escalates because, like, they sur- they get surrounded by these people and they're kind of aggressive towards them at first, and you don't quite know what's happening. Yeah. And then they're like, "Oh, you're bodybuilders. Oh, do a pose." And they do a pose, and everybody's like, "Oh shit, yes!" <laughs> and everybody's like really into it. And yeah. then he rails- yells across the street to the other bodybuilders, like, "Hey, these guys these want to see want us posing. pose." <laughs> And so they start posing, and then, like, in the next 30 seconds, there are four bodybuilders. On top of a municipal t- bus. Yes, on top <laughs> of a bus. And it drives through the scene, implying that they got on the bus. They, like, ran down the street, got on the bus so they could flex through. And it's right. like. And it's going to keep like, driving. It, like, <laughs> it's going to yeah. keep taking them to an area of the city where the Beefcake Parade isn't happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a little it's, strange. <laughs> It's like the ending of Ghostbusters, where like everybody is suddenly like, "Yeah, yeah!" Everybody's like, cheering on the jazzed streets. about the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what this is. Yeah, and so again, fever dream. It's just yeah. it. It's like, I'm you, sorry. Is, were, were we concerned about you, the guy? You cannot possibly predict anything that happens in this movie. No, no. It's like it's like every scene forgets this, what this, movie it this is. This movie defies you. <laughs> To, yeah. uh, to follow what's going on. The movie has the, the memento memory problem where it's like, where were I? where was I? Ooh, my bodybuilders. They should flex. Let's Ooh, do a parade. And, and it's like, I'm sorry, Sally pa- Sally Fields is in peril. Can someone get involved there? Yeah. And like, yeah, it's it's just... It's- <laughs> Sally Field is being menaced by the colonel from Predator. <laughs> that is the colonel from Predator. Uh-huh. There's two Predator cast members in this. Hell yeah, there is. Yeah, so in short, this movie is absolutely out of its mind. When at the at the fancy lad party where he takes uh, Sally Field and, and Arnold uh, to get belittled by his high society friends, mm-hmm. did you notice that uh, when Sally Field gets pissed at him and decides to flirt with somebody else to piss him off, did you notice who that was? <laughs> is this the introduction of... Um, Ed Bagley Jr. Ed Bagley Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll get around to that. This this it's full of fucking surprises this movie cast wise. Also his Where's his like, his uh that woman that like throws the party uh, the, he's is like one of his high society friends who we meet early on uh and then she she's the one hosting the party. That's fucking Fanny Flag, the woman who wrote Fried Green Tomatoes. Jesus Christ. It's like yeah. it's like IMDb in a randomizer. It's so it's, wild, the people that yeah. are in this movie. I don't know what these fuckers ever talked about. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I have no fucking, fucking idea. Sally Field kicking it with Freddy Krueger? Sally Field's way too good. Um, but you know who I think came out the cleanest in this movie? And I think it can get us to our next section. Arnold. Uh, yeah, Arnold came out the cleanest yeah. in this whole movie. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's get to our our f- second section. Technically not Arnold. This is us talking about Arnold as a character, mm-hmm. how he did. As we said, he was third build, introduced as Arnold Schwarzenegger. I looked it up. He won a Golden Globe for this movie, Tom. Okay. Yeah, he also lost a bunch of muscle weight because he... This is such an Arnold thing. For the Mr. Universe thing at the end, he had to look formidable, or his opponent, rather, had to look formidable, so Arnold had to actually get less muscular. Yeah, that was to, something uh, I remember flagging that when, when, in, during the yeah. Mr. Universe scene where they're posing. I was like, well, the other guy's bigger than him, but, you know. Yeah, um, that's dedication, because he immediately buffed back up afterwards. Yeah, of course he did. He's like Christian Bale for muscle. He's <laughs> Gary Oldman. Yeah, exactly. Um, Arnold's perfect in this movie. He's pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he really isn't bad. 
Like, he really isn't bad. Like the difference between this and and Hercules in New York is 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 wild. Arnold took a few lessons, I feel like, between the two. He, or, I, I don't know what. I guess, or maybe he just figured out how to be natural. Yeah. And I guess being playing this character would would have probably helped because it's like this is just kind of what he was doing at the time anyway. So it's like, well, I can kind of just basically be a version of myself. Right. He um he's introduced wearing a fucking yeah, like a Batman or Daredevil mask while everybody's just cheering while he lifts. Yeah, and a cape. And it was like it's like the cape yeah. is very important. It was like I don't know if this is what happens in gyms, but this is great. Yeah. Um, and there's there's his, a, there's a bit of a magic mic bent to it in terms of yeah. the mentality, like the camaraderie between all the bodybuilders and the beefcakes at the end. It's like this is like really like this part of the movie is like really like refreshingly positive. I'm so glad you brought up Magic Mike because I it, I couldn't put my finger on it. That's what it is. Yeah, he is he is Channing Tatum, Magic Mike. Yes, this is it's. We talked about this in Hercules in New York, where he is um, not Arnold Schwarzenegger yet, um, and he's not Arnold Schwarzenegger yet in this. But what that means is that he's just a really nice guy. Yeah, uh, and I I feel like he's not acting, um, or at least he's not um, anybody but himself in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's just very nice and smiling, and you can really see why people looked at him and it was like, "This he's a star." Yeah, because. He's really like, he's just a sweetie. And it works for this movie because it's all about Jeff Bridges being like, I don't want to betray these people. Yeah. And he, as the poster boy for it, is the nicest fucking guy. Yeah. He's just like a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. The point is that the bodybuilders are the angels while these like sleazy business ghouls are like trying to be the alpha and shit God, and like you such, know being shitty such business ghouls yeah and, and of it, course oh go ahead oh just the 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 messages of course these bodybuilders could at any time just destroy these guys i was going to point that out they don't do that in this movie which is interesting it's um, sort of the point it's kind I of the point the yeah point. they never have the the scene you would expect in a movie where like some asshole takes it too far and, and Arnold has to rough him up. That doesn't happen. Like, and there's a point where I expected it to, when he goes to the fancy party and all the people are making fun of him, but right. instead he just, he, what he does is, is it's better for the movie. Yeah. It's you're like, you said, it's the point of the movie. He just, he like turns very apologetically to his band and he's like, sorry guys, we got to cut it off. This is not what I thought it was. And then yeah. he's just like, yeah, we're out of here. Fuck this. <laughs> like, it's It's the equivalent of like, a beware of dog sign and then you see a dopey pit bull rolling over and show it's it's tummy Mm -hmm. like that's the idea it's like oh these guys are look at these big swole motherfuckers oh but they're sweeties and it's and i it's almost like it's supposed to it feels like because it has this movie has a lot of bodybuilders in it it's almost like it's like an ad for bodybuilders you know it's like nah they're great guys well it yeah Uh, i think it's it's trying to make you realize that they're not um, goons, I guess, or like thugs. Yeah, it's like no, these, they're, they're just they're they're they're, you know, just it's like this like like Arnold it, is he just plays like a, a thoughtful like you said he's a sweetie, right? <laughs> the broad and the broad strokes of that idea for a movie, which is that these like scrawny business dudes are the real monsters, while these bodybuilders, biker looking types, you know, are actually the good guys who aren't screwing people over. Um, that's a good idea for a film. It's just, you know, the movie's madness. It is. It's absolute madness. I'm looking up the guy that wrote it. This is fucking incredible. First of oh, all, no. um, he wrote Pumping Iron. Like, he was, mm. he, he covered bodybuilding um, and was part, like, he, he, he made it sort of like a mainstream thing. Um, so he's kind of, like, responsible for kickstarting Arnold's career because th- that movie and then this movie. Um, right. He apparently also invented paintball. Whoa. So a saint. He's just a saint. Right. He's a fucking hero. Yeah. Wow. I don't know what to, I, man, that is, uh, that's kind of like the bigger thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, 
he invented an entire like like I I do I don't want to call it a sport, but I can't think of another word for it. It's, it's a game. It's a game. It's a game. That's the word. A content competitive uh, uh a sport shooting game. That's huge. Yeah. Uh good good for him. Yeah. Um, way to go. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. It goes paintball and then this movie mm-hmm. in terms of accomplishments. But I guess what I was getting at is that message, that thread is kind of only possible because of Arnold. Uh, he really carries that idea, like in his performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, without him, the movie would just be chaos. Yeah. It, it's close to chaos. Right. There wouldn't be any heart to it. Yeah. It's, why, it's, it's again, like the opposite of Hercules in New York, or kind of similar. Arnold Schwarzenegger is holding this film up. Yeah. Uh, he is in Hercules in New York, New York, but only because he's so high profile. Um, in this, it's like he is he is literally the glue that holds it together. I guess not literally. Um, and he uh, he's great. Mm-hmm. He's fantastic. He's pretty I wish good he played, in this. Yeah. yeah, I wish he played more like happy-go-lucky nice guys. Because mm-hmm. we really don't see this type of Arnold again. Even when it's like Kindergarten Cop or Twins. I guess Twins, he's a little like it. It's right? closer to this than Twins, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's just weird that there isn't enough of like super nice guy Arnold. And the fact that he doesn't have an action sequence in this at all. No, he never, th- he doesn't throw a punch. He does like yeah. his, his strength really doesn't come into play except for the fact that he's training for a bodybuilding no. contest. That's it. It's, it's all like dialogue scenes. Yeah. <laughs> it's wild because you think about Hercules in New York, that was the wrong instinct because they saw him and they're like, look at this muscle man. Let's have him you know hit dudes with boards and stuff in this they were like let's just make a movie about a muscle man about bodybuilding and have him like be like an actor and yeah have him be like a charming beefcake yeah that's what he is and i i don't i don't really have anything else to say about him he's just he's great in this yeah he's delightful yeah good job arnold yeah i know you're listening yeah Uh, congrats on the golden globe man yeah uh, all right, let's get to our next section, which is called Definitely Not Arnold. This is where we talk about the side characters in this movie and who is perhaps the best one. As we already said, Freddy Krueger's in this. Yeah. Scatman Crothers, Ed Bagley Jr. shows up, Sally Field, Jeff Bridges, which they don't count because they're not side characters. No, they're the um, leads. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to start with... Should we spend... Uh, uh, the next three or four hours talking about Thor. I, yes, I want to talk about a couple things before we get to Thor. I sure. Think. Okay, that's fair. I want to. Yeah, I figure might as well open with these because they're not Thor. Uh, the unseen maniacs in this. Mm-hmm. There are several I've identified unseen maniacs. A lesser extent, there's the parents who flew directly into a mountain. They're pilot. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, the one that really stood out, well, there's two. There's Mrs. Clyde who karate chopped her husband in the dick. Mm-hmm. Um, She's a fucking We do hero. see, yeah, we see her briefly. We see her briefly, over, yeah. Yeah, over like a fight about who's going to pick up the kids. Yeah, she, uh, she, someone, she just let his nutsack have it. I, I, feel yeah. like, I feel like Mr. Clyde had it coming. Yeah, but my favorite is she's talking to someone about hunting. The one of the, I forget one of the characters, and she goes, oh, I... I hate hunting. My dentist has a freezer full of doves. And then the the conversation just continues. And I was like, talk- I'm sorry. Are you talking about that character? Or are you talking about that character's dentist whom we never Yes. See? Okay. I'm talking about how her dentist is apparently Job from Arrested Development. <laughs> <laughs> Why does her dentist... All right. A couple questions. Why does her dentist has a freezer full of doves? That's... No okay, idea. Sure. But also, why does she know why that? Why does she know that he does? Either she's been to his house and he has proudly shown them the doves. Yeah. Or he has proudly told her about the doves as he's cleaning her teeth. Either, exactly. Either scenario is absolutely wild. Yeah. So, like, it's one sentence and it paints a picture of a character we don't see who is a fucking enigma. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love him. <clears throat> um, there's the weightlifter who invented his own language. Oh, uh, it's the weightlifter's brother. Brother, yep. Yeah. Uh, there's, of course, the greasy business mates. Yeah. Um, all Uncle the, Albert. All the business schools. Uncle Albert, who we hear his narration. This is the fucking wildest thing in this movie. Uh, nope. 
No, it's not. But there's so many <laughs> it's, things. It's that can pretty wild, in. though. We hear his narration throughout the entire film. Uh, just a couple of uh, letters that we hear him recite. And then when he gets to the fancy party where his friends just shit all over Arnold and Sally Field, um, there's a scene where he's in the bathroom having a conversation with this 10,000-year-old man who I assumed was the bathroom attendant. Yes. Um, and then midway through the conversation, Jeff Bridges calls him Uncle Albert. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's that? Uncle Albert? That's how yeah. you introduce this character who yeah. we've been hearing the entire film? He's just Here's- bent over in front of the bathroom sink? That's the first time we see him? <laughs> And they just mention, here's my theory on Uncle Albert, because Uncle Albert does not belong in this movie. I don't understand his point. Well, I think when this was a book, Uncle Albert made a lot of sense. I'm guessing this book was like all letters to Uncle Albert or something like that, and they had to preserve it. Because, yeah, it's bookended by Uncle Albert, and like Uncle Albert shows up in the middle, and it's like weird narrations of like, dear Uncle Albert. And like... Mm -hmm. Their correspondence, like he's at war. Yeah. Uh, and it's supposed to- Like I they're think off fighting the war of northern aggression. Yeah. I think I think it represents Jeff Bridges' arc, right? It's supposed is to, like, yeah. It's it's supposed to- his, Yeah. Him- Because at the pro- end, his provide uncle- Provide a way for him to be at peace with with selling off his- You know, with kind of rejecting what, yeah. what his parents wanted him to do. And at the end, his uncle accepts it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like, you, all right, bodybuilding, sure, man. Yeah, they, they, uh, just, most... they, they needed some uh, v- representative of his family to tell him that his decision was okay. That's right. the only reason think... Uncle Albert's in this film. Do you think in this universe, this version of Jeff Bridges inevitably gets really swole? I hope so. God damn it. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, I'm imagining, like, um, him in um, Iron Man with the shaved head but swole. Like, that would be, if that, in that timeline, that's what he would look like today. Oh, my God. Right? He looked like Stephen Lang. Yeah, oh, he he'd would. be incredible. Yeah. Just fucking roped ass oh, Jeff Bridges. Baby. Yeah, just all vascular, really vascular. Mm. Yep. Final person before we get to Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just shout out to Scatman as the butler, William the Butler. Butler when he quits and then tells a suit of armor he'll be right back. I love he'll that, be back for him. And I was like, what? I love that a big part of this movie, um, and I'm sure this was more effective back in 1975 when they were filming it. Um, yeah. But a big part of this movie is spent trying to convince us that Sally Field is just the lowest of low class to the yes. point. To the point where Scatman qu- Scatman quits because of Sally Field. Like he's like, yeah, because he's shacking up with it. Yeah, him. you're bringing this trash into your grandmother's house. I'm like, Sally, Sally Field. Sally Field. Yeah. <laughs> it's Mrs. Wild. Gump. Yeah. Norma also, Ray can't be here. Yeah. <laughs> also, it goes without saying she's banging in this. As all as is um, uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh yeah, uh, they're two uh, uh, just gloriously attractive people yeah yeah i could i could watch them fuck all day in yeah fancy sure clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah um boy if you've ever almost wanted to see sally field naked 19 times watch this movie yeah absolutely yeah my goodness um yeah so i guess we need to talk about thor we should watch uh watch we should talk about thor so we should exchange should we st- some words about thor should we start at the top as in his toupee? Yeah, and his horrible toupee that they just do not mention. It gets, he doesn't remove it, or even, he doesn't remove it, and the movie doesn't address it until, like, so close to the end that I thought they never yeah. were going to. So I was like, okay, I'm sorry, did they did they want us to believe that was his hair? <laughs> this right. entire film? He, and then it finally comes off in, like, in his, it is he, fucking uh, popper-fueled sex rampage. Yeah, he tears it off like the Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. He's like, now you know me. my horrible secret. Yeah. And uh and then he goes absolutely apeshit. Um Well, it's a this is we have to talk about this character a a little bit more than that because he spends 90% of the film as a as a, a an odd but sympathetic and seemingly kindly character yeah i actually that's really important thor is 
Like he seems like the bumbling gym owner who's going to get duped. Right. Yeah. Like, that's he's, the he, idea. He seems like he's like he's clearly kind of an oddball. Uh, he drinks a lot. Like he drinks constantly. Um, yeah, but he's but not a villain. He's you never not get, even a main character. No, and you never get any hint of menace from him. Not once. Not at all. Not once. I he, think he seems it's like a harmless to... old man who's just in over his head. Yeah, and I'm still not clear what happened to him, um, because. There's. It was literally like a blinker. You miss it. Suddenly he was terrifying. Right. Suddenly he was a fucking lunatic. Like as they soon bring as, him into yeah, a soon, room. Yeah, 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 yeah. You tell it. You tell it. Oh no! They bring him into a room and they offer him to buy a massage parlor, and they bring in these two uh, pretty ladies, and it turns him into a monster to right. see them. He becomes Jack Nicholson in The Departed all of a sudden. Yes. Yes. He's just like let's ha- let's fuck. Like he becomes starts... completely untethered. Yes, um, it it it's, it implies a man who is very close to snapping throughout the movie that yeah. we didn't even realize. Yeah, it. there was just there was a darkness there that whole time that we just didn't see. And the poppers like it that comes later. It does. Uh, it comes after he wakes up. Okay, so they he he, he fucks this lady all night. Um, all night. They leave in the morning. TC pays them. TC from Magnum PI gives them some money and it's like, all right, we got to get out of here. 20 bucks each and it's like, get the fuck out. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's 70s money. It's, it's so 70s that's like, money. It's like That's like $2,000. Right. It's like $18,000. They just, he just yeah, bought, yeah, he yeah. just bought them both houses. Yeah, exactly. Um, he, we see Thor wake up, um, face down at the edge of a jacuzzi with a bottle an empty bottle of jack next to his head and it's like fuck he almost drowned <laughs> yeah then he, he gets up and, and lurches out into the gym like cr- screaming for this woman who is long gone um it's like she clocked out a while ago thor like she, <laughs> she's right she, yeah. she, she went home um and he staggers into his office and rips open a desk drawer, and it's full of poppers and also a half-eaten donut. <laughs> well, he's saving that for later. It's just you know such what it a, is. It, well, I tell you what it is. It's it's like a, it's like a fucking David Simon shot. It's like such <laughs> such just a a, a cross section of absolute despair <laughs> that this yeah. guy is existing i was in. thinking i was thinking like because they're bodybuilders he ate half of that donut he felt really bad and he was like ah, i'll put it in my no-no drawer yeah like, yeah that's his drawer <laughs> next, like, next to my anal nitrate <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> my shame drawer so he pops two of them immediately and goes berserk yeah just absolutely berserk he poor sally fields Sally uh, Field she, comes in just to because he he's late like he's supposed to be at the Mister Universe competition with the right. prize money, um, and she she shows up to basically be like, "Are you okay? What the hell's going on?" And he like assaults her or he tries to. He tries to. Yeah. She says he let her go, mm-hmm. uh, but what we see is he grabs her and forces her to do. Try, he tries uh, one to. One of the yeah. amyl nitrates. Yeah, yeah he tries he's to. He tries to. He's like suffocating her until she'll inhale this uh, and popper. Then the movie cuts away and we have to sit there fearing the fucking worst. For like six uh, minutes. Yeah. We don't cut back to the scene. I'm like, and what then, is happening? <laughs> yeah. And then Jeff Bridges walks in. And he's like, hey, what's going on here? And she runs down the steps and she's like, he let me go. Uh, we <laughs> got to get the fuck out of here. It's like the Hulk is coming. Right. And he atta- um, he attacks Jeff Bridges like the Hulk or like an angry. He, he, he attacks Jeff Bridges like an angry chimpanzee. He's just throwing everything yes. in the in the gym at him. <laughs> Absolutely. It starts by him throwing a weight down the stairs at his head. Had he hit Jeff Bridges, he would have killed him instantly. Any, any one of these things that he throws at Jeff Bridges would have killed him instantly. Yeah. <laughs> if it connected. And so he's just hurling weights at Jeff Bridges and they have to wrestle and Jeff Bridges is like enraged because of Sally Field. He's like, what did you do to her? And so they're both mad, but like, he's still got the, you know, Thor's got the fucking, I don't know what kind of rage in him. Uh, the popper heat. He's got like, uh, he's got like six different kinds of, of uh, <laughs> dissociative rage going on in his brain right now. Yeah. 
it's a dark scene. Yeah. It's and, not fun. No, and it, none of the rest of the movie is like this. No. This comes out of nowhere like in the last 10 minutes of the movie. It is shocking. It really, it's like, yeah, it's like taking like, it's like taking a scene from American History X and cutting it into like a kid's movie. Like, it's just like, what, what the fuck am I seeing? Uh, and again, I'm not sure what happened to Thor that to make this happen. It, yeah, it's I like don't a know. Mr. Hyde situation. Yeah, he he's it's okay like he one was possessed. Second. Yes, it's like he was possessed. Yeah, he absolutely this character loses his mind. And I gotta tell you, at the end when Jeff Bridges is like, "Yeah, they took him away or whatever," and he sold the gym, I'd be like, "You have to spend the rest of your life looking out for Thor." Like, oh, yeah. you better get swole. You be- yeah, you need to. You better, yeah, you better put bars on those windows. Yeah, you better pray you never see Thor. I can't believe you left him alive. Yeah, no, you need to, yeah. <laughs> Someone needed to put Thor down. Yeah. That was, in- that was incredible. You, you, need, you need to hire a guy to hunt him down like the shark from Jaws. Yeah. It is upsetting. Like, what happens to Thor is upsetting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, and so completely so out of sync with the rest of the movie, and totally unpredictable. Like you would never ever imagine. No, that this is what was going to happen. It's so hard to even like figure out, compare it to anything. Thor is again; he's not a main character. He seems like he's a support character. He just represents. Uh, yeah, he's the gym owner. He's the guy. He represents the little guy. Yeah, he represents the little guy. Yeah, and he's like. He's sort of like, uh, you know, oh, I, t- I look after all these party builders. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is like the heart, the face that we put to the struggle, where it's like, this is what's at stake, is Arnold. And so you think like, yeah, you, you would keep these as sympathetic characters. And then the movie just implodes. Because it's like, oh, we already have, like, there's already a drama here. It's, oh, Jeff Bridges is going to have to own up to what he was doing, that he was tricking them. Mm-hmm. I thought the business guys were going to, like, take on, you know, I thought they were going to, like, buy the gym and that would be the third act down, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the struggle. And they're like, oh, we, we got to have a bodybuilding competition to get it back or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But instead, just one random character loses his fucking mind yeah. and becomes everybody's problem suddenly. Like, the entirety of his mind. Like, yeah. it cannot stress how buck fucking yeah. wild this man goes in the it's end of the movie so weird it would be like if the dad it's, in home alone turned into a werewolf when the family got home in the, yes and then uh, like yes it, you're exactly right yeah because it's like well we already had already have a, a drama going on there's already a movie here mm-hmm. why are you throwing a werewolf in this and know. suddenly <laughs> and suddenly it's the main problem right. i would say it's it's even more than that it's if it's if the dad turned into a werewolf right near the end and burst into the room and then like uh, right in the, like in the in Mac the middle and the sticky bandits right in the like, in the middle of the wet bandits trying to rob his house yeah werewolf dad right. bursts in right and then everybody <laughs> has to deal with that suddenly yeah and that's the movie it's so out of fucking left field it's so oddly disturbing and unsettling um and it's like it's like a stark reminder like what are they trying to say they're like well at any point anybody could snap you know i don't know like it's 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 there's been know. there are artistic versions of this it's you know what it's it's the equivalent of fucking from dust till dawn like there are versions of this in movies where the point is is that like in life anything can happen or like things suddenly don't go you know where movies start arcs and then abruptly end them or do like it's like it's like that it's like guy Ritchie or tarantino-esque where it like throws a wrench into the plot but in this movie it doesn't work because it just is so unsettling. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just become, it's again, it's blinker. You're miss it. So it's like, I, I went through when it happened and I reread the synopsis for the film. Cause I was like, surely I missed something. Nope. Uh, and as far as I can tell, I didn't No. It just like, it just happens. Yeah. It's, uh, unbelievable 
It is unbelievable. unbelievable. Un- shocking. And so it makes Thor, I guess, the most the most side character. I don't know if we're judging side characters in this, but Thor stands out, that's for sure. He sure does. As being the villain the person we didn't even know was a villain. Mm-hmm. Now watching this movie, if I ever watch it again. I'm going to be sitting there like, put him down yeah. now while you can. Kill him now while his back is turned. Kill him. Yeah, exactly. Pick kill up that barbell him. and kill him. Oh, my God. Should we? Are we, are we done? Are we I do, think Should we're we done. get to the next section? I think so. All right. Our, our next section is the most Arnold. The most uh, this Arnold. Is, this is where we select the most Arnold scene in the movie. I have mine in in the holster. Do you need a second for yours? <laughs> it's a tie. I think. Okay. It's e- uh, should it's, I go? It's either him pretending to play the fiddle. Yeah. Or it's him just just so happy to be doing his poses. He's just oh, he's okay. just, he's like just beaming. He's so smiley when he's doing his poses. The scene I chose, those are very good ones cuz you also did you also chose the way I was going, which is the most genuine, it's just it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger. I chose the scene where he teaches Jeff Bridges to lift. Oh yeah, that's just um, Arnold speaking to Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yes, that is just that is also the most Jeff Bridges moment. It's just Arnold teaching Jeff Bridges to lift. That's it. That's yep. the scene. It's pretty like good. they clearly set up the cameras and they're all like, just show them how to do the stuff. Uh, and it's uh, it's adorable. Yeah. So you do it faster, so you get the blood flow to your legs. My favorite yeah. part is when Jeff Bridges gets on. I'm not sure what the the piece of equipment's called, but it's basic. It's a it's a ab exercise where you're kind of vertical uh, above the ground, and you have to like lower your upper torso and then lift it back up. Um, sure. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, we used to do this all the time, and I forget lacrosse or something. And Arnold kind of looks right. and he's like. It's, it's like, yeah, I, might just, I, I might be doing it wrong, but yeah. You see, you know this exercise? He starts doing it. Arnold's like, I don't know. I don't use that one. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. Again, just Arnold. Yeah, it's just being Arnold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just showing Jeff Bridges around a gym. <laughs> yeah. This is like one of my favorite Arnolds in movies. It's He's so delightful in this movie. He's absolutely delightful. The movie's... Uh, a mess the movie is out delightful. of its goddamn mind yeah yeah <laughs> he's like he's like a diamond in like a like a, a big pile of shit mm-hmm. uh just just shining out a big but pile i can't of, not uh, even a pile of shit it's like it's like it's a pile it's a pile of half-eaten donuts and anal nitrate and like de- <laughs> like, yeah like a dead acrobats in there yeah. like just like a pile of madness mm-hmm like yeah, something that like if you saw would make you insane. Yeah, there's tentacles. You're not sure what they're connected to. Oh yeah, and he yeah he's the diamond. A goat, um, a goat with human eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then Arnold, just being. And delightful. then there's Arnold, <laughs> just being yeah. delightful. Yeah, just arms outstretched, mm-hmm. holding the safe throughout. Arms raised in a V. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just quote Jeremy? Yeah. By, okay. All right. That's fine. That's fine. Arnold's lifting witch today. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, I was going to say what a random song for this, but a song about someone who snaps yeah. does work for this movie. Yeah, he snaps and murders his class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or wait, does right. Jeremy shoot himself? Anyway, that's not important. It's uh, it's vague. Yeah, it is vague. The music video is vague. Um, we don't have to talk about. Yeah, we don't need to get into Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get to our rating system. Of yeah! course, as always, as always, we rate our movies by weird toupees. Mm-hmm. Um, how many toupees would you give this movie, Tom? What's what's the uh, what's the scale? Oh, uh, between six and forty-three. I would give this movie. Uh, I don't know, like probably like it's four, hard, right? Pro- probably like forty-six toupees. Out of forty, uh, six between six and th- forty-three, you'd give it forty-six. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's I'd a, say a, a number you didn't anticipate. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I I think I'd give it uh, between six and forty three. I'd give it a triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fitting. Yeah, I'd give it a bus. Yeah, <laughs> covered in fucking bodybuilders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on a scale of six to forty-three toupees, I'd give it a can of Quaker oatmeal. <laughs> this yes, movie perfect. is unhinged. <laughs> this is, I think, I hope this is the most unhinged movie we'll watch with Arnold. I think so. I think it's smooth sailing from here. There's there's uh, wackier ones, but this is the most deranged, just yeah. uh, in its in its DNA. What an absolute crazy start to this, this podcast with these two movies. God. <laughs> what a career. Like, he truly has an incredible career, yeah. It's, it's... Like, I feel like when he when he got onto the set of Terminator, even though they stole a lot of shots, uh, he's probably like, oh, this is what movies are? Oh, <laughs> this is way better. Like, I love movies, but... All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like, there's like a, a movie. There's like a plot. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Because holy shit. Yeah. Huh. It is again. It's it's also wild to think that he goes from this to Terminator. It makes sense because you watch Terminator, you're like that's perfect. But like, it's almost. I'm not gonna say a shame, because we got Terminator in his career, but like. I wish more it's, people had saw him early and been right, like, it's a strange, let's do a nice guy. Right, it's a strange move, because especially since like he, he, you said he won a Golden Globe for this, which is wild. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that he didn't really, like his next big role wasn't similar to this kind of character. Right. By the way, it, Golden Globe was best acting debut in a motion picture. Sure. That was it. Um, even though it wasn't his debut, um, but I guess Arnold Strong is dead. Yeah, He's gone forever. And his technically the only other theatrical movie he was in is The Long Goodbye, but it's an uncredited yeah. cameo. By the way, we talked about how they should make re- a sequel to Hercules in New York. If they did and got Schwarzenegger, he should go by Arnold Strong. He should for that. Yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it is wild that they. I mean, again, it's not because it's a great movie, but that they saw this and they're like, let's make him evil Mm -hmm. Uh, because he's so good as a nice guy. It's not like it'd be one thing if you just saw Hercules in New York and you're like, okay, make him not talk and be evil. Ah, there we go. But it's like this is actually him succeeding as a nice guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Very interesting. Uh I don't know if I can uh, responsibly recommend this movie. You know? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I don't know. I think if you've been prepared, it's less fun. Yeah, and if you're surprised by it, then it's like it's like showing someone old boy. It's like I don't want to tell them what happens, but I don't want them to be mad at me either. Right, but... <laughs> like, that's 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 the joy of showing someone old boy is not telling exactly. them what happens. Yeah, you just put on old boy and you're like, they seem like a smart couple, huh? What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? They seem pretty good together, yeah. right? Yeah, they seem to be pretty yeah, insane. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They seem to have a real bond, um, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. oh man. <laughs> okay, I I guess we're done. I think so. Yeah, that's it. Um, Norm from Cheers, thank you so much. Stream, I guess. Is that what we're doing? I don't know. Right? Ar- isn't this supposed As, to be Arnold in other dimensions? Right, it's Arnold in other dimensions. Jesus Christ, we completely forgot about that. Um, it's all right. I mean, it's enough there. God, and this dimension is the darkest dimension. This is yeah. I bet he couldn't wait to quantum leap out of this one. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, this it is, is this one is of the happiest. A disturbing universe. <laughs> it's one of the best Arnolds, but it's yeah. I do not want to live in this it's like world. The bleakest, po- yeah, yeah. I don't want to live in a world with fucking swole Lebowski. Um, you know, like in a world where Jeff Bridges has to get swole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a cruel S- world. Something went wrong. Yeah. Yeah, something went wrong. Yeah, it's like throwing um, Captain Kangaroo into the Book of Eli. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Norm, thank you so much, Norm from Cheers. Thanks. Uh, they did this through our Patreon, oh, and you can boy, go. Did they? Yeah, you can go to patreoncom unemployed where you can get exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac Woo. and also Star Trek The Next Futurama uh, check check us out it's uh, there's there's so much there's so much there there's a lot there's a lot we also have a store tvlook.com slash store slash gamefully employed where you can get t-shirts masks mugs stickers posters all kinds of things so check that out absolutely while you're at it while you're at it check mm-hmm. it out uh, we should get into selling toupees that, when you take them off, make you insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. Yeah, we're, we're going to sell those toupees from uh, John Carpenter's body bags. Yes. God, that's a little, movie little, right little there. Little worms that eat your brains. When you rip them out, you turn into Thor, the, the crazed gym owner. Yeah. From Stay yep. Hungry. Stay Hungry, baby! Stay Hungry! <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get out of here. See ya. Bye. Australia. 